I'm Lori Hellman, an Indiana warrior mom who has navigated the autism world for 16 years and counting. My hope is to unite autism families by sharing experiences and taking a deep dive into this puzzling disorder. So thanks for joining me on Living the Sky Life, our autism journey. On today's solo episode, I want to talk a little bit about the challenges, the extreme challenges that come with having a nonverbal child um, with special needs. Clearly, those of you that have listened to me and that know me are well aware that uh, my son is nonverbal. And by nonverbal, I mean has never uttered a word in his 16 and a half years of life. Obviously, that presents quite a bit of challenges with it. We never know exactly when he's hungry, what it is that he wants to eat, if he's tired, a typical toddler tantrum, what it means, you know, if he wants something and we just can't figure out what it is. You know, I think over the years I've prided myself maybe too much, patted myself on the back um, with figuring out what some of his gestures, some of his mannerisms, behaviors, what those mean and what it is that he is wanting. Um But, you know, all bets are off when you get to a point when your child is sick and they can't express that. I mean, I really keep liking it to the fact of having a toddler who is maybe two or, um, you know, younger than that and just doesn't really have many words and many ways to describe how their body is feeling or exactly be be able to articulate, you know, how they're feeling. Um, And then they might throw up or (laughs) have some sort of action that tells you, oh, I guess they aren't feeling well or they have a fever, things like that. So, I mean, those are some of the obvious things that we figure out. Clearly, we know if Skylar has the flu, if he is vomiting or something like that. Um, But even that's a challenge because we can't just let him, you know, lay down next to us or, or whatever, because he doesn't understand to go to the bathroom and, and get sick. So we have to sit next to him on the couch with a bunch of towels. And when he makes the motion that he is feeling ill, we have to, you know, catch it in the towels. And it just goes on and on for however many hours he is not feeling well. That even I can handle. We're, we're used to that. My husband and I take care of that. No problem. But you know, the, the challenge lately has been everything related to his ulcerative colitis and his years and years of constipation and distended belly and just all kinds of issues with his GI. Um, you know, we are, are taking many, many steps forward and we've gotten a lot of success from finding out the diagnosis and, um, just treatments, steroids, other things that we've been on to help. The belly distension is gone. Um, and he at least uh, is having a bowel movement every day. And sorry for those of you that this will be too too much TMI, but um, it, it just goes along with what we've been dealing with this last week. That is a huge challenge, and I am yet again overwhelmed. I don't know how to help him, and I feel like the worst mother on the planet because – He's clearly in pain and he's clearly suffering and I am reacting to his behaviors um, and his touching and throwing and banging and all of the naughty things that he is doing and come to find out he is in a lot of pain. Um, About a week ago, 
maybe maybe not a week ago, maybe like five days ago or so, four or five days, we noticed in one of his pull-ups that he had a little tinge of pink um, kind of in the back of it. And so our assumption was he has a few um, pimples on his bottom, typical teenage acne, um, whatever. And I just assumed that maybe they were scraping on his pull-up and um, that was causing a little bit of what looked to be like I said, kind of a pinkish blood kind of look, but it wasn't like he was bleeding. Uh, We just kind of kept an eye on it and told his ABA center about it. They sent us some pictures um, of that same thing a couple days during this week. And then yesterday they sent us a picture with his um, daily note of quite a bit of blood in his pull-up. And um, on on the wipe when they were wiping him, um, cause we had asked him to, it's not like <laughs> it was gross that they just sent us pictures, but you know, they're describing it in the note of seeing blood in his pull-up. And I asked them if they could just send a picture so that I could clarify in my mind what, what they were seeing and, and what I was thinking they were seeing. Um, it was much more extreme than it had been earlier in the week. So I've been giving him Epsom salt baths, baths this entire week and, um, just kind of doing everything that I know home remedy wise, to maybe rectify the situation. Part of me thought maybe he has hemorrhoids because of all the straining that he has to do in order to um, have a bowel movement. But, you know, you just never know. He he never complains or says anything. Hurts, clearly, because he can't. Um, but I, I just was beside myself yesterday after his bath, and I was putting his lotion on, and, you know, again, TMI, but the only way to ever really know how your kids are feeling if they can't tell you is to check. So I had him bend over and I just kind of checked his bottom. And oh my gosh, I mean, my eyes welled up with tears because his little bottom was, and I mean bottom like his <laughs> internal bottom was blood red. It was so red. I've never seen even diaper rash that bad. But because it's mostly internal, I I just wouldn't have thought to make him spread eagle and and like actually look. But oh my gosh, I, I cannot imagine how painful that is to sit at school this whole week and and try to do work. He was irritable at school, but again, we're like, well, it was always leading up to a bowel movement. He always bangs and hits himself and carries on before he's about to pass stool because it hurts. So we just kind of chalked it up to that because he had BMs every day. So I I don't know what else to do. I mean, I called his physician and we're waiting to hear back from them because the holidays, the hours are a little off. Um, I I took butt pace. That's the only thing I could think of that worked when he... um, you know, had diaper rashes when he was little. And I'm hopeful that that works. But I coated him in (laughs) butt paste and he slept through the night, which was good. But I just, I I go back to my reaction of him yanking on, you know, the Christmas tree and yanking on items in the house and throwing things and taking spatulas out of the holder in the kitchen and chucking them across the room and all of that. And I, I mean, like I've said, I think before, a person can only take so much and you just don't understand the threshold of when he's just being a brat and being a toddler and having behaviors because he's not getting his way 
or when he's really in pain and he's trying to let us know that something is wrong, all the behaviors present exactly the same way. So we have no idea when it's truly a situation that needs our attention immediately or if he needs to be sent to his room because he's being horrible. So I just, I have so much mom guilt. I have so much mom guilt for yelling at him and telling him to stop throwing things and stop being naughty and no hands and all all the things that I've said to him. I just, I don't know how to get to a place that I forgive myself and it's okay to parent like anyone with a neurotypical child who yells at their kid, um, probably even more forceful with a teenager. And, um, but he's not, you know, he presents as a teenager and he looks like a teenager, but he is truly in his, in his mannerisms and in his cognitive abilities, like a three-year-old. So I just, I have so much guilt and angst after I yell at him. And I, I don't know if that's normal or if it's, I'm just overly hard on myself or overly sensitive, but I just feel awful seeing how much pain he's in. And the other thing that hurts him too is his skin. He has the worst skin on his hands and his feet. They split open. He's got fissures that are so deep, so painful, I would imagine. I don't know how I would deal with it. Um, We put so many different kinds of prescribed ointments and creams and all of these things on his hands and feet every day, multiple times a day, and it heals them. And then the fissures just move to another spot on his heel um, or on his hand, and they just open up elsewhere. And we're just constantly chasing healing his hands and feet. His pain tolerance is so high that I I think he would have to, I I would always imagine, break a bone for us to know that anything is wrong. Um, and it would be sticking out of his his arm or whatever <laughs> would be the only way that we would know that he's hurting because he never indicates he's in pain. And the other day and this morning when he got out of bed, um, I saw him walking down to breakfast and he was limping on the ball of his foot. He would not put his heel down on the ground. So I looked at his foot and yet again, another fissure has opened up quite deep and moved from the section that we had healed. I swear it's overnight. So now he's kind of got a limp and his bottom is chapped so bad that he can barely sit. So, you know, there's the successful parenting 101. I mean, I just shake my head and don't know what to do with this situation. And I fear that this is going to be 30 more years of this poor kid's life of constant pain and all kinds of ailments that we just can't do anything about because the minute we treat the symptoms and heal the the situation <coughs> excuse me it breaks out and there's another another exact same situation so i just come to the podcast to say you know <laughs> i'm not perfect god by any means i am not perfect um and i i just struggle and i'm just being true and honest that you know, sometimes I, I lose my shit and I yell at him and I'm so frustrated with the banging and the carrying on and all of the noise and the poor kid can't help it. And I feel like a complete jerk that I yelled at him. But 
I guess it is what it is, and we will carry on. We will heal his bottom. We will heal his feet, and we'll be on to the next thing. But uh, <laughs> if I could have any Christmas miracle, any Christmas wish, it would be that he finds a way to communicate in one way or another something to us about his wants and needs, his feelings, anything at all. That would be a complete miracle for sure. I had to hop on post-Christmas and provide a quick update um, for Skylar's conditions that I mentioned in the episode that I taped a few days ago. Um, We actually found ourselves at the ER this morning. Um, It is a few days post-Christmas. We took down all of the Christmas decorations the very day after Christmas so that I would no longer feel the need to yell at him for continually shaking the Christmas tree, pulling all of the greenery off the mantle, and doing all of the things that I was getting very frustrated with. I figured solving the problem was just removing all of those items and returning our house back to what is normal for him. So that problem was solved. Um, But as he woke up this morning, and actually when he went to bed last night, I um, pointed out to my husband that his elbow had like a, a weird kind of a sore that looked like it was almost looked like a rug burn um, that was kind of oozy and scabby and gross. And so I put some Neosporin on it and a bandage. And we can never explain half the time why he has bruises or cuts and scrapes and all of those things. So we just assume he did it somewhere along the lines. And we just, again, treat the symptom, treat the, the ailment itself. He woke up this morning with several more of those. Again, overnight, he developed more of these like little um, patches of burned off skin almost on his elbow just the one elbow. And he has a couple other spots on his neck that we noticed. And then again, with the redness on his bottom and all the things going on there, we just decided like it's over our head at this point. We need to go to the ER and just have him checked out. Um, Not to mention our entire family, um, except for my daughter, was hit with a sinus infection all through Christmas. And um, we're all getting over that. But I digress. Uh, So the ER basically told us that um, it's a horrific skin infection. And being that he has been taking Humira injections for his ulcerative colitis, um, one of the side effects of Humira is that if you get any kind of infection, whether it's um, a flu, uh, a viral infection, uh, skin infection, just anything at all, it it requires extra healing time. And it's a much worse infection when you're on the Humira because for whatever reason, it, it affects your autoimmune system. The Humira helps with the GI problems and the colitis, but it weakens your autoimmune response to things. So um, any, like I said, infection or any virus that you get is actually worse than you would normally get, uh, and it takes significantly longer to heal. So they put us on an antibiotic um, and have have us putting ointment on him, an antibiotic ointment, wrapping up his arm, his elbow, trying to heal all of the sores. So... I get on here again to say it is always something. It is something that's foreign to us all of the time. This is a brand new experience. We feel like idiots when we are like, should we go to the ER? Are they going to think that we're like Munchausen's and that we're <laughs> like, that we just are, are hypochondriacs and always think there's something wrong and it's just a little rug burn or something? But it always are, turns out to be the best best uh, choice that we made to go to the ER and get medical treatment because 
it's over our head is definitely something that needed to be addressed. So the poor kid is now um, sitting a little easier. His bottom is still raw a little bit. Um, He's still limping because the fissures on his feet. They said there's really nothing they can do other than what we're already doing to heal those. And now he's on um, antibacterials um, and antibiotics to heal his uh, ailing skin now on his elbows. So Merry Christmas. I hope 2020 brings a whole better year of healing for our family. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and will tune in for the next episode in two weeks. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Living the Sky Life within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select that five-star rating, provide feedback or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear about, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.